0: thing that we've been trying to do this Compline is to uh, enter into a practice of scripture reading which is just simply known as slow reading uh, which does what you'd expect it to it reads a passage slowly and gives us chance to think about each and every word and i'd love us just to take a moment to do that together this morning let's read this verse that comes uh, from timothy christ jesus Just think this morning, of all mornings, about who that is. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life. Think about the life that Jesus brings you. Life free from fra- from fear, free from shame, life in all of its fullness. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light. Life to the full now. Life to the full forever. Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This is a day of good news. The greatest news this world has ever been graced with.
1: The reading is from romans chapter 6 uh, verses 1 to 14. what shall we say then shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means we are those who have died to sin how can we live it in it any longer or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather Offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin no longer shall be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace.
0: So what is so good about this good news? What is so good about Good Friday? Why do we wish each other a good morning on Easter morning? Well, I've got a question for you. It's a question I want to ask myself, I want to ask all of us today. Does this weekend, does Jesus' death and resurrection affect what you think about Jesus? Or does it also affect what you think about you? That's what Paul's writing about here, isn't it? The church in Rome, a church that was surrounded by struggle and and difficulty, a place where it was impossibly difficult to be a Christian, to own the name of Jesus, to follow Jesus. You could literally be crucified for bearing his name. They would think nothing of it. The streets were lined with Christians who were crucified. Uh, Nero, there's a season of history where he would burn Christians alive as, as lights for his party, as entertainment for his guests. And yet people flocked to Jesus in that circumstance, in their droves. Why? What is so good about this news that not even death will hold you back from it? Paul talks in this passage about being United with Jesus. That this weekend offers us an opportunity to be united with Jesus. It's a phrase that he's often translated differently in other passages, to be in Christ. He starts some letters, doesn't he, by saying that the church in Christ in Corinth. So their physical location was in Corinth or in Rome or wherever it was, but their spiritual status was in Christ. That's why sometimes it's confusing when we read Paul because he says things like, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That future is not just secured, it's now. That's your spiritual status. Although we're located in struggle and difficulty, that's who we are. And not even crucifixion or Nero's fires can stop you being who you are. And he says there's a picture of it that we're given in baptism. One of my favorite things to do, we haven't done it for a while, but I'm looking forward to doing it again, is the RE lesson where we invite schools to learn about baptism. We take the covers uh, off this pool and ask them what it looks like. And Some people, because there's taps, say, on a sink, and a plug hole, sorry, uh, say uh, it looks a bit like a bath. And of course it does. This is where we get washed and cleansed. But eventually... As we walk people through the symbolism of it, of somebody being lowered down into the ground, somebody will say, it's a bit like a grave. And I'll tell them, no, it's a lot like a grave. Paul tells us that if we were crucified with Christ, if my weakness, my failure, my shame was included in Christ's death on the cross, then my sin dies with him. But he doesn't leave us there. No matter how nervous people are, we don't hold them under the water too long. He says we're dead to sin and alive with Christ. If we died with him, he says, we will surely live with him. As Christians, we're not meant to live looking over our shoulder, obsessed with our failure and our past. We're meant to be alive to God living in the full reality of his resurrection. And Paul reminds the church, you've got to think of yourselves in that way because the world surrounds us with other things. and Our minds are full of so many other things. He tells us that the cross, the death and resurrection, doesn't just shape who we think Jesus is. And it does that. It also shapes who you are. You are alive to God in Christ Jesus. You are raised in Christ. If we died with him, we will also live with him. That's what's so good about this good morning. That's what's so good about Good Friday. Yes, I'm thrilled that my past is dealt with. But we walk in newness of life in the presence of God, nothing to interrupt my relationship with him, secure forever. There's a lot of talk these days, isn't there, about people's funeral services and you can pay for it in advance if you want to. You can plan it in advance if you want to. There's even adverts for people that don't want a religious service that tell you you can ring up the phone and speak to nice people who plan it with you. I hope that doesn't mean that we're not nice, the people who plan other services. I don't really care what you do with me. I won't be there when it happens. I really don't care. But what I do love is that I've already had my funeral service. It happened here. It wasn't in this physical baptism pool, but it was in one very much like it. Well, I was buried with Christ, and so were you. And I'm not living now, waiting for a funeral. That's happened. Newness of life. The challenge for us, isn't it, is to think of ourselves this way, to consider ourselves, or as Paul says here, literally to reckon ourselves dead to Christ and before us today there's a box with these chains in it's interesting to me you know when Jesus stood at the tomb of his friend Lazarus he speaks into the tomb Lazarus come out from the grave and Lazarus a man who'd been bound up in the clothes of death suddenly appears uh, in the entrance of the tomb alive and well and Jesus says to them unbind him and let them go so Jesus gives life but then there's a process of unbinding. There's the sin that so easily entangles. But what if we could come to see the sin as dead? As broken. Sin as we read in that passage, no longer is your master. You might still be tempted, but you no longer no longer have to do what your thoughts, what your temptations want. We may still at times be sinners, but we're no longer professional. It's not who we are. And so this morning, I want us to celebrate Easter by coming and taking a chain. And for each of us, it'll represent something different, a different struggle, a different memory for some, a different doubt for others, a different fear for some of us. And as a prayer, Lord, help me to see myself as dead to this and alive to you. I invite you to destroy that chain and to throw it where it belongs, in the grave, buried with Christ Jesus. Think of yourselves, dead to sin, because that is who you are, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Death is crushed to death. Happy Easter. So come as and when you're ready. Come and take a chain. Personalize this for you. What does it represent in your life right now? And they're not in our own strength, but because of what Jesus has done. Sometimes we fear this, don't we? Am I going to be able to break this? Am I going to be able to shake it? No, you can't. But this morning reminds us there is no darkness in which his light cannot shine. There is no stone he cannot move. There is no heart he cannot make to beat again. So come and hold it before Jesus and pray and offer it to him and then throw it where it belongs in the grave. I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing together and as we sing, please come as and when you're ready and respond to this good news today, this good morning, this great saviour. The Bible tells us that the last enemy to be defeated is death. The great full stop at the end of every story. the Great darkness by which no one else has been over and come back to tell us, save one. And interestingly, the thing that he says time and time again is peace to you. Do not be afraid. The enemy is defeated. Death is broken. Grace wins. Jesus is Lord. So, Lord Jesus, as we walk this world, as we live this life, still for some of us carrying baggage of shame or secrets or fear, or doubt, or struggle, or difficulty. We thank you, Lord, today for the reminder that that will not be our master, that that will not be our identity, that we are raised with you, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that we are yours. So I pray, Father, in this simple response today, would you meet us with your power? Would you meet us with your grace? Would you meet us with your truth? Would you meet us with your peace? Would you meet us with your love? And help us to realize the resurrection doesn't just change who we think you are. In you, it changes who we think we are. Thank you, Jesus, that we are dead to sin and alive to you. I'm going to stand to sing together, and as we sing, please Come.